Hello, welcome to Series 2, Episode 7 of the Hayward Flash Podcast. My guest today is the insanely talented and all-round lovely person, Blind Ambition. How are you doing, man? Yeah, good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. A uh, bit of a stressful start to the day, of course, what with yeah. technology failing us, but we're here and that's what that's what matters. Yeah. Um, so, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, um, I'm excited to be on it. Yeah, uh, well, thanks for coming on. Um, so if you could just do like a quick intro and background as to who you are and what you do. Yeah, no worries. Uh, right, so my name's AK. I tattoo in Colchester in Essex at Monumental. Uh, I like to paint. Um, yeah, been enjoying it a lot recently. Um, been getting loads of sheets done, which is always a good thing. And yeah, I just, I just love tattooing. Thanks. Uh, yeah, the um, the painting. Like I know you've just gone, you've just gone back to flash painting. Um, yeah. After a, a bit of a hiatus for a while. Yeah. Um, you've like the sheets that you've been coming out with have been like been really really nice. Apart from like it was still a nice sheet. Obviously, you messaged with <laughs> me about it going wrong at stages, and then ink just fell all over it and stuff. <laughs> fell. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 also really really nice to see um, some designs from your sheets being tattooed as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um I'm always so happy to actually be able to tattoo the stuff I, I paint like because you know that's what it's for. Um, I, I back in the day I'd be lucky if I painted like five sheets. I guess tattooed one of those, but now they're yeah, becoming a bit more a bit more desired. Yeah, that's lovely as well because it, it, even when you're basing it off of a reference, um, you're you can diff, you've got that style, and we've discussed it before on the podcast. Whereas you've got that style that is recognisable as yours. Oh, come on. So, yeah, no, I, I, it's it's weird. Like when I redraw stuff, I do try and like I obviously change little bits and clean it up, but I don't know what it is. Like I just can't not draw it the way i draw it you know what i mean yeah yeah of course and that and that is a style like if you try and if you try and fight it and and try and do something against the grain it will never be as good as something that you feel comfortable with yeah and and i think a lot of people would be really jealous including myself to have a style that is recognizable um so i think that's one of the hardest things man to uh, we have discussed it on the podcast before. Um, so take us back then from where your tattoo journey started. Whew. Okay, <laughs> so <clears throat> didn't start in the uh, in the best or correct way, really. Really, I um, I've been I've got my first tattoo on my 18th birthday, and I was like, yeah, cool. Just started just going all the time, getting little bits done. And then I was like, I was 21. I was like, oh, I can do that. I can do this. Um, so I took it upon myself to uh, buy an apprentice kit from a website that is very reputable in the tattoo industry. Um, just started tattooing my legs in my bedroom. Um, and, um, you know, like, before I got, like, too far with that, um, I, I approached the shop that I've been going to about getting the proper apprenticeship, and they didn't have space for me, so... I just kind of still just did the auto myself here and there. Didn't really know what I was doing, but you know, I've still got them. Uh, then finally, I one day they did say, "Right, we got space for you. You want to come in and learn us properly?" And that's kind of where it all 
and that was uh, that was about ten years ago. What was sorry? What was that shop that you started at? Uh, it was Colchester Body Arts. Okay. Um, and you, from from there, you went to. Uh, right. So I left there after I finished my apprenticeship. Um, it was, it was quite short. Uh, cause I already knew a few bits. Uh, I went, I, I didn't have a shop to work at right away. I think I got a job at HMB for a bit, but, um, after that I worked, it was just this like little, it was so naff. Like it was in the back of like a hairdresser's, just a tattoo room that someone had. And I kind of worked odd days there. Um, then I started working at another shop in my town, um, which I won't name. And I was there for like about five years. And then after that, um, I, I was lucky to get a, a job at Monumental, where I am now. Yeah. And obviously that brings us up to speed. And um, Monumental Tattoo, there's there's two branches, right? Two shops. Yeah, there's uh, Colchester and Ipswich, yeah. Um, and of course, you work with the lovely uh, Jay Swift, who's a long-time oh, follower of the podcast. I was so like excited when I found out that he was going to be joining us I, I really was like we've already done like a tattoo swap and stuff and like he's already been around my flat and you know we, we, yeah we're mates already uh, he's a lovely guy as well um yeah. he'll, he'll be psyched on this episode of the podcast I think he's um dude obviously you listen to the podcast and stuff um a certain member of the flash painting community who I'm not gonna name um, does get? I was going to not name him. I was going to specifically not bring him up for that reason. <laughs> he does get mentioned an awful lot, and we do tend to give him a lot too much airtime. Um, but I genuinely think that there's two contenders for uh, his spot now. I feel that Connor Freeman of Losers Lounge Tattoo and yep. Jay Swift do get bought up a hell of a lot on this podcast now. Yeah. Um, which I'm not mad about. I mean, it knocks him down to third place. Um, and on the last episode, he did manage to insult Jay Swift within the first couple of minutes of the the episode airing, which was amazing. Luckily, luckily, John's very much like takes it in his stride, and it was all it was all good fun, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, how are you finding working at Monumental? Yeah, it's good, honestly. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's like the for starters, the cleanest you've ever been at. Um, yeah, we, we all get our own um, our own little room to work at in Colchester, and I basically just kind of made my room like a tattoo shop, like flash everywhere and, and little LED lights. And yeah, it's, it's just nice, man. They are they really look after us, and like um, the owners are fucking brilliant. Like. Is it something you prefer to have like your own room rather than uh, like a bullpen type situation? So I've worked in both and um, I think leaving my last studio because that, that was um, just a street shop basically and it was just, yeah, everyone in one room. I do enjoy that and I really do enjoy like working in a big room with everyone. But um, like going from that to coming here and having just my own little space and like, I, I do like it and I didn't, I didn't know if I'm, I would love it as much as I did when I first started, but yeah, it's just really great. And like, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, either or, but at the at the moment, yeah, this this is working for me. Mm. I feel that if you're in like just one room with somebody, it can be quite an intimate experience. 
Yeah, I, I normally just crack on some music as well, and just they, if they want to talk to me, they can talk to me. If they don't, they don't have to. You know, it's just it's easy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I think that in a like the studio that I go to, or I did go to in Birmingham, uh, Park Street Tattoo, um, they have like it's a really narrow building, and they kind of have like a set of staircase up to the first floor, and a little room, and then staircase, another little room, and. There's only two of them on the first floor in one room. So you do kind of, it's like a nice balance in between being in a room one-on-one with somebody and then being in a bullpen type situation where there's five artists with five people. Yeah. So it, so you've got the, the banter and stuff, but you've also got the music on and, you know, and the fact you can just lie back and just get tattooed if you don't fancy chatting. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I forgot where I was now. Um, so you've been at how monumental for how long? Sorry, um, it's been two and a half years, but um, like minus nine months when we couldn't work. Oh, uh, yeah. How did lockdown affect you with your tattooing and things like that? Mate, it was the, the first one wasn't so bad. I was just excited to get back. Then, um, the big long one over winter, man, really, really affected me. I, I, I just genuinely got depressed. Um, I, I didn't paint anything throughout lockdown. And like, it was a perfect opportunity to, and uh, I thought, right, going back to work, like when uh, the next year, we'd fix it all, and it just didn't. So uh, yeah, I, I got to gradually pull myself back out of that. But man, it was just like, I, I don't know, I just wanted to work so badly. And I, I felt like I took it quite personally, like, as, as a tattooer, like, like we were the last to go back. And it was like, why, why, you know? Hmm. <laughs> I'm glad that you were able to pull yourself out of out of that and kind of like win that period battle with depression. Yeah, come I mean, back and then come back twice as strong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, actually, um, yeah, I see a therapist every month, and it just really helps. And I still, I still go now. Yeah, big advocate for therapy and things like yeah. that. Like it, I've done it and it's helped me massively. Um, and I would, I would recommend it to anybody out there because it's the the the, the for me prescription meds and antidepressants and things like that. It it just had so many negative effects on me that it outweighed what it was meant to be doing to make me feel better. No, I'm I'm the same man, and I was I was so skeptical about therapy. I really was. I was like, "Oh, it's not going to do anything." But I'll go, and that's like I just I just go even if I don't need to. You know, like I want to go for my chat. Thing is, though, like in a in a like a non-apparent way, like you might still like you might be like, "Oh, you know what? I've had a good I've had a good month. Like I don't think I've got anything to bring to the table in the in the session, but." that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't need the therapy. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but that it, it's good, man. Like, And I know that we've, we've spoken before and you've kind of said, um, for the first time in a long time, you're starting to really love tattooing again. Yeah, yeah, I really fell out of love with it, especially after uh, after lockdown. I was just like, I, I don't know what it was. I, I liked doing it, but then it was just kind of, Getting back into the routine and and all that, like I, it's really, I don't, I don't know, I, I didn't hate it or anything, but now I'm just like, yeah, I want to, I want to tattoo and I want to like do good ones. 
Yeah, I think one of the things that uh, I've heard of quite a lot of um, tattoo artists at the minute is that they're notice, noticing quite a dip in in kind of like customers and stuff. Yeah. And is, is that something you've experienced yourself? Yeah, I've, I mean, over like last Christmas period, like I was struggling, I was scraping to get bookings in, like, yeah, it's it's weird because I, I I work in like a predominantly black black and grey town, um. So trad isn't uh the the hot the hot subject there. So yeah, it's just my my books have never been like really really. But I'm normally just books up like a month or so at a time. But yeah, it's it's weird how um it does just it kind of boosts up then it goes down it boosts up then it goes down and yeah I I honestly think though like because I used to get a lot of um customers through uh Instagram mm. and ever since like oh everything's been limited and stuff like no one's just seeing what i'm posting no one's seeing what i've got to offer so no one's looking in for it yeah it's a it's a hot topic at the minute and i just don't yeah. think that that instagram is ever gonna be what it was yeah no it's, it's never going back to that they, they just want you to spend money and it yeah i i flat out refuse to spend money on an ad yeah i mean like don't get me wrong it might if, if you're I don't know if you've got money for marketing and advertising. Why not do it through Instagram? But yeah. do you know what I mean? But it's it's. I know a couple of people that have tried to push, like their work through Instagram and done paid promotions because they just they're clutching at straws because it's dropped off that much, and yeah. their engagement hasn't even gone up that much, and they've spent like hundred pound. What's mad? What do they spend? It is, a, it is a lot of money because what, what's the alternative? You go around with flyers and go around the streets and just kind of... It's, that would probably be better. <laughs> I think that <laughs> the old school method of just putting things through people's letterboxes and just yeah. doing leafleting. Maybe I'll try that. Yeah, 100%. I think that somebody has got to try it. Like, just go for around. Real, that, that is more me than spending money for some app to maybe show people one of my posts, you know? Yeah, a lot of guerrilla marketing. I think that's what yeah. we need to go back to is just flyering and, and leaving. Uh, when I first moved to the city I live in now, uh, the, a couple of tattoo shops ran by me. I've just kind of gone, gone in and said, like, look, can I leave some like business cards in the waiting room and stuff? And um, and I said, like, I'll, I'll sort you a couple of paintings and I'll leave stickers and whatever else if I could just leave them in your waiting room. And they were like, yeah, cool, no problem. Nice. So I think that's, and I think that I've probably got more, uh, I think for that stage as well, for that period, I've probably got more off of that than I did through Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've got um, like a big stack of old business cards and I did leave some in um, a shop in town, like a like a streetwear shop. But yeah, that was just one place. I think it's handy to just keep them in your pocket or your bag. And yeah. if you're in somewhere that you get a vibe that people would be more receptive to think something like that then yeah. just drop them there and just ask them oh, can I leave these here type thing and yeah well for sure you know I think uh, I think for the sake of even if you the, you know you kind of say oh, I'll do you I'll do you a couple of little paintings to say thank you or something and then just do an A like a A6 postcard painting it's only going to take you 15 minutes yeah and then just drop them in, and you know, after that fifteen minutes, you might get a bit of business. And yeah, it's it's definitely a good idea. You know, something I might try. 
yeah so i think that you, you should do that before anybody else hears the episode and decides to yeah. do <laughs> just cut that bit out <laughs> just edit out the last three minutes <laughs> um so i know that you're quite a fun lover of animals yep. um and so how many have you got at the minute i've got two cats yeah yeah they're both just sleeping on oh, my clean clothes apparently yeah behind <laughs> me <laughs> They're quite, they're quite happy cats and quite, they're quite affectionate from what I know of them. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, they're, they're a little bit quiet at the moment, um, but yeah, yeah, my little, my little ginger cat Stan. He's, uh, he's the most loving, loving cat ever. But um, if you like, if you try and pick him off, he just has a meltdown about it. But he'll come sit on you. That's what we like. We like happy cats. <laughs> I don't yeah, yeah. No, like. My my Mrs. Cat has made appearances on this podcast so many times, and I think that it will only be a matter of time before he hears me and will come around. So expect an appearance from him in this episode, I imagine. I'm ready for the, for the cat appearance. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there an animal that you like? As a lover of animals, like, is there an animal that you don't particularly like? <sighs> Well, like a domestic one or like any? Any, worldwide, oh, in man. the known universe. Um, do you know what? I don't really like, like monkeys that much. What? They're just a, they're just a bit wild. Like, <laughs> like, they're a bit too close to home, you know? Like, like you've, you're running around, like, throwing your stuff at each other and... <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, but you also have thumbs. Like, what are you going to do? Like, take over the world? I don't know. No, I, I just have never, I've never got monkeys. Like, gorillas. Gorillas, like, hell yeah. But just, you know, like, the little, like, troublemaking monkeys. I think that you uh, from, from, I think, I think from what you're, you, you described them as, like, you're d- describing the ones at the safari park that pull your windscreen wipers off your car. I don't yeah, but... like that in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, monkeys is an interesting one because for me, the only animal that comes to mind I fucking can't stand is wasps. I can't stand them. Oh, that's an insect. All right, okay, we're talking about bugs. Fuck moths. Moths <laughs> are the worst. I hate them. I run away from them. They fly at me in the street and I run away. And I'm scared <laughs> they're going to go in my ears. Like, for real, if a moth comes into the flat, I'm setting it on fire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, when I said animals like worldwide, known to the yeah, I did mean insects as well. Oh, <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll forgive, I'll forgive monkeys. Right, they can, they can, they can stay. They can stay. You know, wrecking people's cars at safari parks. If all moths can be obliterated, <laughs> you're the second person, and the other person that really can't stand moths to that degree is the person that is does get brought up on this podcast <laughs> quite a lot, and I'm not going to name him. I'm going to do my best to not mentioned that guy's name on this podcast um but he also massively hates moths just why are they like that like also why are you dust like why are you literally just made of fucking dust um have you got a moth tattooed on you no but i tattoo so many moths oh man i I have a story about this what's that oh no no not at all they're quite cool to draw but I was um, drawing up like a, a death moth just uh, one morning, and I'm um, like, uh, no word of a lie, 
this huge like it was the size of like a fucking like e eagle just moth come in and like into my room and um my, my mate Wilf was there as well and it chased us out down the corridor of the tattoo studio to, to the kitchen and like literally we ran out the back door and he he fell out the back door because of this fucking moth like as I was ringing one up it was weird that's spooky man man it was it was a lot it's traumatising <laughs> um, would you have a tattoo would you have a moth tattoo don't you no really no why why would I want a moth tattooed on me I hate them yeah, but embrace the fear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, have something that embrace. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a rad idea. Like, if you're scared of something, get it tattooed on you. I don't have any space right now. A forehead? No. Well, I mean, could you imagine <laughs> that? Every time. Oh, you must really love moths, mate. Nah, fucking hate them. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Right. This question. Right. And it's a fucking cracking question. I was on a, a like a Zoom call painting with Matt Bowley Tattoo um, the other night, and they have a question that they ask the, the, the their clients and stuff like randomly while they're chatting. Right. What's the biggest animal that you reckon you could beat in a fist fight? Right, Re and this animal like we're not talking like this is the bit where I got confused. So I'm not talking an animal. Like, if you say, like, a goat, right? Goats tend to be, like, okay, it's a medium-sized animal and, you know, but I'm talking about this is a crazy fucking goat. Like, it wants the ruckus, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wants to throw hands with you. So you've got to think that every animal is like that. Every animal wants your blood. It yeah. can't just be, like, a little docile fucking animal and if you eat it, it's going to try and defend itself. It's It wants your blood, right? So what's the <laughs> biggest animal you reckon you can take with your bare hands? I mean, to be honest, I can barely handle my cats when they're going mad. So <laughs> I, I don't even know if I could take a cat. Um, uh, right. I don't, speaking of the cat. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I summoned it. Uh, I really don't know. Probably, I don't know, pro probably a cat. I could, I could maybe take out a cat, but... You reckon to, to, it has to be to the death? I don't want to even say, like, think about it. I'll say that, but <laughs> or, or like, or like a, a medium dog, perhaps. I'm, I'm a medium dog, like what, what um, breed are we talking? Oh, I don't know. I don't know the makes of dogs. Um, <laughs> like a, a, a standard dog. The makes of dogs, not the breed. The makes. <laughs> what model? It's not. Yeah. We we when we go shopping, me and the missus, we kind of we go into places, and she's like. Oh, like she'll be looking at cleaning products, right? And she'll be like, Oh, what flavour's that? I said, Well, it isn't a flavour, <laughs> is it? Because you don't drink it, it's a cleaning product. It's the scent of it. And she's like, no, it's flavour. And I'm like, No, no, because if you make me that for dinner, I'm not gonna be very <laughs> fucking happy. Yeah, but if you were to drink it, it might have that taste. So you can say flavour. I say flavour. That's fine. Can I just put a disclaimer out that the Howard Flash podcast does not endorse that you drink cleaning products? <laughs> <laughs> unless it's got a really good flavour <laughs> yeah unless it's a really nice fabulosa scented what if it was like watermelon like bleach you know have to give it a sip we've got this um, we've got this uh, the Vaseline at work is uh, cocoa butter and it smells amazing I have tasted it but um, yeah it's not quite as tasty but you know what I mean it's flavoured and you can taste it 
I mean, I'm trying to think of something that's flavoured and I've tasted to see if it was sorry, scented, sorry, scented, not flavoured, scented. I can't think of anything that I've just been like, I really want to see what that tastes like when it's not meant to be eaten. Not, like, I feel like it's like, a really like two year old mentality to be like, I'm just gonna go around <laughs> licking shit. <laughs> just, you're, not, you're not like smell some really nice perfume or something, you're like, I wonder. I wonder. No, no, I'm I'm looking around the room now to see if I've I've genuinely kind of like, oh yeah, maybe this will taste like this. I really can't think of anything. I think if I was going to, it would be like like you said, like a cocoa butter or a cream. And just be like a little bit tempted to just put a little bit on your finger and then just be like, you know, and have a little a little taste. But I can't think of anything that I've done that with, which I think makes me quite normal. <laughs> I haven't thought to put something in my mouth to taste I can't it. be the only one. No, I'm sure there's plenty of people listening just like, yep, yeah, that's pretty normal practice. Just go around licking stuff. Yeah. So it's just licking, like licking walls or something. But yeah, just like... <laughs> If someone Every- smells good, like, I'd just be like, I've, I'll just wonder. So i just give it a little taste, you know? Although, the one thing I genuinely can't stand, tying this all together with licking stuff and cats, I when I feed the cat, it's in a pouch. So when I rip it open sometimes, it gets on, the, the juice is oh, gone to the back of my hand. Don't, and, yeah, my, I'm the same. And I don't realise it's there. And then I'll be going about my... my going about my job afterwards and I'll like wipe my face or something like underneath <laughs> my nose and then all I can smell is is cat food in my beard and I'm like uh, uh, horrible awful Just wash your hands after feed them every time yeah but who's got time to wash your hands like that many times in a day like Covid's like not even a thing now why are you washing your hands so much <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking I'm not a dirty bastard honestly I do wash my hands um, but yeah and being a vegetarian the smell of minced up chicken in gravy is horrible i uh, yeah i actually went through a phase where cat food okay no i didn't taste it but like the the beef flavor cat food smells pretty good tell me honestly tell me honestly that you've never tried cat food i have not for real i've never tried cat food ever no you lift, lift the last bit of gravy off nah, nah. it's just too gross you know, that's, right. that's yeah. where you draw the line yeah. not eating yeah. cocoa butter <laughs> <laughs> If honestly, if it didn't like sick me out a little bit, I probably would try it. But like, the, it's, the, it's the jelly it's in. Oh man, I just can't. Yeah, Harvey won't have the gravy. Like the gravy, I'm like, yeah, okay, fuck it, it's gravy. Do you know what I mean? But the jelly, I'm just like, what is it? What is that? <laughs> Especially if you don't like break up the the cat food oh, yeah. beforehand. It just slides out the packet really quickly, and it's perfectly in that flat thing. And he's like, oh yum, and I'm like, that looks fucking gross. <laughs> It is your brick so of true. processed food. That's <laughs> literally so true. <clears throat> um, I know that you're a big fan of energy drinks. Yes. Are you currently drinking one now? Yes. Okay, right. Just you've been up for less than an hour at this point, and yeah. you've got. I know what drink you've got in your hand. I just, I just can't. I genuinely can't get my head around it like, this early in the morning. Have you had anything to eat? Uh, I did. So I woke up at like half six this morning um, and I had some toast. Then I went back to sleep. So yeah, I've eaten. Yeah. I, I still can't get my head around the energy drink thing. Like, you've got a proper like fixation on it, haven't you? 
Yeah, I mean, I normally drink um, I normally drink just sugar-free Red Bulls. Um, but like today, because you know, it's a special occasion filming the podcast. I've, I've got me a fancy like watermelon monster. So you know, it's a treat. But um, if I don't have a Red Bull um before work, it doesn't um really affect my like the caffeine doesn't do much. I'm just grumpy. Yeah. Uh, I think it's great that so many companies are making money off being able to can anxiety. Like, I think that's really fantastic for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I personally, I, I really can't drink them anymore. Like, last few years, I've definitely not, I've not drank them. And yeah, I just, even the smell, you know, when you, right. So I'm three years now clean and sober. Um, and, I will occasionally be in a situation where, you know, when you get a smell once you get sober, and that yeah. smell like turns your stomach, and <clears throat> yeah. and the smell of like boost, you know, like cheap, cheap, oh, cheap, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, boost with like vodka or um, like Jaeger and yeah. and like that cheap boost that smell combined. I honestly could, if I could go my whole life without smelling something again, that'd be it. Fair, yeah, I I know what you mean, but boost sucks anyway. I mean, of, of course it does. I mean, not everybody's <laughs> as high flying as you and can afford Red Bull. <laughs> oh man! When I look at the prices of them now as well, I'm a little bit like, who's can afford to drink like six of these a day? Oh, I I only drink like two, maybe three a day, like over the course of a day, but um on the Sainsbury's Nectar app, I actually get them a little bit cheaper. So. There you go, Sainsbury's. A little shout out for you for endorsing people to get addicted <laughs> to Monster and Red Bull. Um, when you're not drinking, when you're not drinking energy drinks, what, what's like you go to? Just water. I drink loads of water. I suppose you have to when you're drinking three energy drinks with that. <laughs> yeah, well, I do like Sprite as well. Sprite's pretty good. I, I, I cut out soft drinks um, not too long ago. I had a really, like, I was massively, like, into Coca-Cola, like, massively. Right. And I would get through some days, like, either, like, six cans or, like, a two-litre bottle and just not even wow. think anything was wrong with it. And then since I stopped drinking it every day, like, I've lost, like, nearly two stone in, like, three months. And I'm like, yeah. oh, wonder why that is. Um, Literally, I used to drink um, regular Red Bull. Um, it was all over lockdown. I gained, I gained a bunch of weight, and it was like, oh, why? I switched to sugar free, and it's like that's like six hundred calories a day. You know, I'm just drinking it. Also, why are you drinking Coke when Pepsi's better? Oh no, this is a debate. I think this is going to be a. Pod- <laughs> I think this is going to be a new podcast question. Um, from my experience, people who have ever worked in a Weatherspoons will always say Coca Cola is better. Always, because whenever you go into a Weatherspoons, all they've got on draft is Pepsi. Yeah. So if you go, I've been into a Weatherspoons before and been like, "Can I have a something and Coke?" And they're like, "Oh, is Pepsi all right?" And be like, "Yeah, if I pay Monopoly money, because <laughs> it's not what I fucking asked for, is it?" Yeah. So I think that the majority of people who have ever worked in Weatherspoons, because they get like really heavily discounted Pepsi on shift. They will always say Coca Cola is better because they're sick to death of the taste of Pepsi. But I will honestly have a real battle with you now 
that Pepsi is inferior to Coca-Cola? Uh, Coca-Cola tastes like almost a bit salty in comparison. Pepsi's way sweeter. It's almost like a little bit like lemony. I right. Do not get me wrong, but the the things that Coca-Cola have tried to do, like flavour their brown mud drink, right? But by putting like, oh, it's got vanilla in it. Stop fucking with Coca-Cola. It is what it is. We hate it, but we love it. It's like Marmite in a fucking bottle. Vanilla, vanilla Coke's proper good. No, no, it isn't. Like (laughs) genuinely, now, like when they've like, if you go to uh, Five Guys or something like that, you can have that machine. Yeah. Like no, no, just it is what it is. People like Fanta because it tastes like orange. People like Coca Cola because it tastes like Coca Cola. By the way, Coca Cola, you cannot liken that taste to anything else. You can't say it tastes like X, Y, and Z because it doesn't. Um, it's also like if you try and describe the taste of Dr. Pepper to somebody. Yeah, that, I mean, Dr. Well, Pepper just tastes like cherry coke. I don't think it does. I think it tastes more like you know, like a Mr. Kipling Battenberg cakes. I kind, I kind of get that. That kind of um, oh, what's it called? Um, marzipan-y kind of flavour. Yes. I get that. Yeah, I, I guess that cherry. If cherry coke, uh, if you ate a Battenberg. And had a sip of cherry coke. That's Dr Pepper. It's it's when you 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 eat like something really sweet, like a cake or something, then have something like Coca Cola afterwards, and then it literally just tastes like you're drinking table water because yeah. of how sweet the thing was you ate before it. I can't believe that this is the conversation we've had for like the last <laughs> six minutes or something. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think we're going to agree. I don't think I'm going to change your mind, but definitely Pepsi is inferior to Coca-Cola. I, I will encourage anybody to try and come on this podcast and change my mind. Um, no, that's cool. That's cool. I actually had a friend who I, I'm pretty sure to my knowledge, he still does this and he's into his thirties. Now when we were younger, he used to buy a bottle of Pepsi or other carbonated drinks, shake it up and leave it, open it, shake it up and leave it, open it, shake it. I'd be like, what are you doing? The first time I watched him do it, I was just like, what are you doing? And he was just like, don't like it too fizzy. What the <laughs> fuck hell have you bought it then? <laughs> well, they and don't, they don't... this guy is now in his 30s and he still does this. I guess they don't do like, if you don't like fizzy stuff and you like the taste of like Pepsi and you want, you know, if you want flat Pepsi, that's why you have to do it, you know? But, it, but it's, he says, I just don't like how fizzy it is at first. Like he's like, I like him to be like a little bit flatter, so he likes it somewhere in the middle of being flat <laughs> and being well, just fresh. Visually. Open it, open it, and then have a sip and just leave the lid off and then go back to it. I don't know. I, glass, I'm, I'm really intrigued as to if he still does this, and I will ask him actually. I'm going to message him after this and I'm going to ask him, Do you still do that weird thing with Pepsi? You <laughs> absolute nut job. Um, right, uh, quick fire round. Are you ready for this? <clears throat> Oof, yeah, okay. Right, you ready? Dogs or cats? Cats. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Monster or Red Bull? More, uh, Red Bull. Painting or tattooing? Uh, tattooing. Rock or hip hop? Rock. Pizza or sushi? Pizza. UK or abroad? UK. Nibble marker? Nib. <laughs> Nib. <laughs> that was the slowest laugh <laughs> ever. 
Um, well, I'm trying to think of the ones that you... Pizza or sushi? I genuinely thought you were going to pick sushi. I can't stand sushi. I cannot stand it. I've never liked it. I hate it. It's disgusting. Why are you like that? <laughs> um, I'm get you full fledged meat. Uh, you you eat everything. Uh, yeah, I yeah I do. I was um, claiming veg for a bit, but you know I've decided I just wanted steak. So I had steak <laughs> the other day, and it was great. Yeah, well, life decisions, mate. You know, yeah. just you do you. But um, yep. yep. I've I never had sushi until I was vegetarian, which was weird, because if I if I'd eaten it before I was vegetarian, I would have had a lot more choice. Whereas, yeah. but I quite I quite like sushi. It's not something it's I eat every day. Cold mushy rice wrapped in seaweed with you know vegetables in it. Like just, just eat it hot. I don't I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's it's probably the most bougie thing I eat. To be honest with you. I mean, it's it's really like I, I have um, helped prepare it before. Um, it's, it's you know it's fun it's fun to make, but yeah, actually eating it's like not um, not something I want to do. Have you tr- you've tried it, right? I've tried it. Yeah, it's just minging. E- even the even the the seaweed wrap stuff, you know, like for the I don't know what the rolls are called. It's just it smells so bad. <laughs> mm. What's the best pizza takeout place ever? Domino's. Like, yes. You can't, you, you can't deny it. It's Domino's. It, it, somebody said to me Papa John's early, uh, like a few weeks ago, and I was just like, "What? Like, that that's weird." <laughs> no, 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 not not Papa John's. They they're the worst. <laughs> although although they do have the I think the best dessert selection because they do the big brownie. Who's 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 worse out of Pizza Hut and 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 Papa John's? Papa John's. I, I, I don't. I quite like Pizza Hut. I think it's too tomatoey. I get that. I do like the sauce though. I, I'm not big on cheese. Like, like sometimes um, it just gets too cheesy. What? Yeah. I, it's I it's more it cheese, the better. It, it... Nah, I, I'm just not a big fan of cheese. The only time I eat cheese is on a pizza, and it's yeah, I hate it otherwise. So, a spaghetti bolognese. You wouldn't have cheese on your spaghetti bolognese. No, nah, of course not. Of course what? Not. Why, why would you ruin it? Chili? You want to have cheese on your chili? No. One, one, you, you know, che- cheese on maybe toast, but like nothing else. Mate, this is so weird. Like, uh, genuine, genuinely, like, is this is this you being genuine? Yeah, for real. I I don't get it. Like, I, I will cook like pasta or something and like just, you know, if someone's put cheese on it, it's like, but it tastes, I made it how it's supposed to taste. Why are you putting cheese on it now? Do you salt your food? Yeah, I've, I'm I'm really good at flavouring food, you know. I've got a bunch of spices and stuff, and yeah. So, if so, you bought the bowl of pasta in, and that same person didn't put cheese on, but put pepper on it. Well, why didn't you put pepper on it? I've already, I've already seasoned it. I've, I taste as I go, you know. But but surely your palate isn't the same as everybody else's. No, but it's better, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the food I've made. That's it. Are you going to eat it? Just, I just imagine your, your table when you put dinner out to somebody and there's no condiments and there's just one fork and then you just and they're like, can I have a knife? It's like, no, that's how I eat it. Not quite that bad. It's just like, oh man, if I've smashed it, if I've made a really good pasta sauce, I've smashed it. Just come on, just at least try it before you put cheese and shit all over it. Oh, I'm really sorry to have started this conversation. No, I, feel, I feel quite offended that you don't like cheese this much. 
Like I'm the inventor of cheese. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, um, <clears throat> uh, would you like some questions from Instagram? Go for it. Right. The first one, I genuinely had to check if this person actually knew you because I thought it was a wind-up. Like, it was just somebody trying to be fucking clever. But right. it's somebody that knows you. So I was just like, okay, okay maybe this is an inside joke or something. Right. right, so the question is, is water wet? Oh, my God. Uh, no, water is not wet. Do you know who that's water- from? I, I don't know. I really I really don't know who that's from. Um, it could be because I put um, like a, a question thing up on my, uh, my story like last year. Um, but yeah, water, water makes things wet. So you, you put your hand in water, then your hand's wet. But the water's not wet. The water is just water. My mind's just been blown. But I'm, I'm right. I, I've never thought, I've never thought about that. It's like, oh, oh, it's wet outside. Yeah, because it rained. <laughs> like, so the things that the rain has got on is wet, but you're not yeah. saying the rain is wet. Yeah, water is just a, a chemical compound. doesn't mean it's wet. Oh, man, that's too clever for me at this time in the morning. <laughs> oh, fuck, mate. That's, that's, that's really fucking wobbled my head. Um, I mean... For a, for a question that I thought was just going to be a throwaway question, that that's a really fucking good answer. Um, so fair play to you, and that was right. Re- had you got this like pre prepared, like because you literally had this straight off the cuff as well? No, no, I just I have spoken about this a lot, and normally everyone's like, "Oh, you're just being a dick, shut up." It's like, no, but I'm right. It's like, <laughs> I genuinely believe that I'm right. Oh, that, that that's my favourite answer to a question ever, like. <laughs> That that's amazing. Um, oh, okay, right. And this is something we'll expand on. Your favourite ever roller coaster? <laughs> oh, mate. Um, so favourite one I've ever been on is Twisted Colossus at Six Flags Magic Mountain, California. Oh my god, mental. We will come back to this. <laughs> right. Right. This, this is um, this is from a friend of mine. Um, and is what type of bold head do you prefer, shiny or matte? Uh, I'd probably go matte, to be honest. Just easier on the eyes. Really? Because I feel matte, like a matte shine, like a matte textured head would need a little bit of stubble on it. I don't know. Um, uh, maybe, yeah. That, uh, that's what I'm thinking, though. It's, it's got a little bit of, bit of something. <laughs> Some of us don't have that luxury. To have I, the I, I literally <laughs> just... Um, I. I went full Britney and shaved my head the other day again so um it's it's not it's not completely gone but yeah I've got like yeah that little that little layer of um stubble yeah. love it yeah uh yeah some of us aren't like blessed so you go with Matt and yeah. a Matt textured head yeah but why not why not okay uh what's the most useless invention what is the most useless invention don't know I think uh, I, I proofread this question to my missus and she came up with an answer pretty fucking quickly. What'd she say? She said spork. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, t- I don't know, to be fair. They you ever seen somebody things... eat a bowl of soup with a spork? No, but you, you want to you, you eat things like baked beans with a spork. Like, you know that one that you can't get at the very end and you just need to stab it? You become really primal and you just pick it up with your hands. 
don't you speak kid in my school um who ate baked beans with his hands and he was like weird <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not talking about exclusively like bun the knife and fork off from the from the get go. And no, thank you, Miss. I've got a sco- two scoops here and a big ma- hole in my mouth. That was weird. Um, was was this weird kid that ate baked beans with their hands? You? No, no. He was he was like a couple of years below me. Like you know, it was, yeah, it was just weird. Like okay, I'm going off topic. You most right. useless invention. I'm just looking around, seeing what I've got. Like, I don't know. Like, I've re- it's, it's hard to think. Like, um, is there something you could do without? Like, you could manage without it. I'm, I'm like stumped on this one, man. Oh, it makes uh, it a good question, though. <laughs> I feel like stuff like you know, like potato peelers. Like you've yeah. got a, you've got a knife, so uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, I wouldn't say it's a totally useless invention because it's it saves a lot of time and waste of food. But yeah, like I think yeah, there are a lot of um, kitchen gadgets in particular that are just absolutely useless. Like yeah, like cause you can just use a knife or just yeah. Is, is that your is that your answer in most kitchen appliances? <laughs> it, yeah, like all the all the ones that's like save time by doing this. It's like all oh, just do the thing because it doesn't actually take that long. I don't know. For me, that... the, some of the most useless inventions are like them ones manufactured by JML. You know which ones I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I've, I've um, what have I? I've got something from them, like a, a cat, like thing. Um, I got I got one years ago. And it was like one of these things, like it's like a, a glove you put on your hand and like picks up all the all the stuff. Um, oh, you, like you I, as you stroke them, it takes all the excess fur off. Yeah, yeah, and you can like use it for like getting hair off your bed and stuff like that as well. Like, you know, it, some things like that they they're useful, but I think JML as a sometimes you like you'll be in like wilkinson's or something like that and you'll be walking along and you'll just hear that tv ad yeah it's constantly playing at the end of the aisle <laughs> and that you'll be like oh this mop head that I, I don't know you can do your ceilings with it's just like what's the fucking point in that <laughs> well if you need to mop your ceiling right fun, if... funny story there was uh, a few months ago there was an alcohol free guinness on the door of my fridge uh my son had a paddy uh, like a tantrum through uh, slammed the door of the fridge and i was like told him off whatever five minutes later i went to go get something out the fridge and as i opened it this can of guinness fell onto the floor and because it had been shook up from him slamming the door it exploded and hit the ceiling in my house and then guinness <laughs> plastered everywhere so there was me mopping the ceiling that's yeah, why I, I mean, I uh, yeah, fully had to mop the ceiling here as well. Just um, we like there, there's like damp and stuff, so every now and then it um, if like a little bit of fucking mold pops off, you just clean it up. But yeah, fully mop the ceiling. Yeah, okay, so that makes that useless invention quite useful, then, doesn't it? Yeah. Give two instances where a, a ceiling does need a good mopping. <laughs> yeah. Have we have we got a definitive answer for this? No, I really don't know. Like, obviously, there are there are some stupid things, like like for, for, for that sporks, for instance. But you know, I can find a use for it. I'll always find a use for anything. But it's just something. Is it something, I, is it something okay, that? I, sorry, go on. 
I, I, I do know. So, like I've seen on YouTube, it's like the useless box. You know, you flip a switch and it flips it back off. That mm. the most useless invention ever is that box that you just flip a switch and then the box flips it off. That's it. Is there something that you use like quite often that isn't you? What it's for isn't what you use it for. Like you don't use it for its purpose. You found something else that you use for it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, not really. I don't think so. I'm sat at my desk and I'm just looking at it like I, all that like I use that for the right things. I guess um, no. I, the only thing I can think of is I use a plant pot for my fag ends, but I think that's that's quite basic, isn't it? Like, I think that that's just a standard thing if you smoke outside your house. Yeah, I mean, I've got, um, I've got, I keep my paintbrushes in um, a little, a German little stein, you know, the little, uh, the tankard things that you drink out of. Yeah. Um, it was my, my dad went to Germany for work, like, years ago, and um, I was like, bring me back the most German thing you can find, and it was this tiny little, like, stein ornament, and so, yeah, I keep my paintbrushes in there. So, technically, that's not used correctly. I mean, yeah, you, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah. I, I just, I think I'm such a fan of recycling things as well, like, my, it does my missus' head in, like, genuinely, because, like, she's like, why have you got all this shit? And I'm like, well, I don't know when I'm, you know, when I'm, when I'm, what if I need it for something? Like, I Anything I send out, like paintings or anything like that, I always try and save packaging from things that other people have sent me and then reuse it rather than just buy new packaging that's plastic and can't be recycled or, you know. Yeah, I, I keep, I've got like a bunch of boxes from just ordering stuff. I'm like, oh, I might need to send something in that or I might want to put something in that. I've just got like a stack of them, but yeah, I, keep, I just keep holding stuff that I might think I need. Yeah, I think, I think that's okay, but it does. Like I'm looking at it now, and like all my paintbrushes are kept in um an old Nescafe Azera tin. Yeah, there you go. But it's just like I can't, I couldn't throw that away because it's like if it was just a glass jar or something, yeah, put it in the recycling. But because it was a metal tin, I was like that could be used for something. And I was just like, ah, my paintbrushes. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, all right, okay, recycling. Um, right. You go into your hotel room, and you do, after about half an hour, you discover that there's a dead body in there. What yep. do you do? Eat it. No, um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really don't know. Um, I, I probably just, I would just go and call the police realistically. Um, uh, but yeah, that leads to a lot of questions if it's been that long and you've only just discovered it. Yeah, like what if that, well, then you run the risk of them pinning it on you? Well, I just wouldn't it. touch it. And just be like, yo, there's like a, an actual corpse in my room. Can someone get rid of it? What if, the... what if the, the corpse was of somebody that they knew that you had a grudge with? And well, there's a fuck then. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. and like really try, like really set you up as in like it was a yeah. pretty like it, apparently you had a reason to do so. Yeah, I would just be like, well, they got me. I didn't do it, and I'll, you know, claim that. But, you know, <laughs> they were. I'll put my name to it, yeah. Oh, well, at least they're dead, you know. Like. <laughs> Amazing. Right. So, um, right. I didn't, I discovered this, like, not too long ago, actually, that you have a real love for roller coasters. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, is this like how how big of an obsession is it? Um, 
it's yeah if you get me talking about it then and yeah i won't stop like it's it's a bit it's a bit weird as well because um i started suffering really bad motion sickness um about 11 12 years ago and it's obviously stopped me in my tracks from going on some like i didn't go on roller coasters for like 10 years um but i, was, I used to go on them as a kid like very young i just you know got to go on loads and nothing ever bothered me and then all of a sudden like started feeling sick from posters and it's like man i can't do it anymore but um yeah i was in um i was in california um doing a guest spot and uh it was i was near six flags and on my bucket list i wanted i had to ride um rollercoaster called x2 i was like i had to do it and i was like i'm here i'm like an hour away if i don't do it now i'm never gonna do it and i thought fuck it i'm gonna do it and yeah i'm back i'm back on them again i've just got to be careful what i go on nothing too spinny Nothing but, too yeah, spinny. I, um, but I love just like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just love learning about them and knowing about them and like, what, like just watching people vlog about them. And it's just so, it's so lame. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll just, I'll just watch like, like just vlogs about park updates. Like, oh, so are they painting the front of this building? And even parks I haven't even been to, you know, but it's just like, <laughs> I, I'd love to go to. But yeah, there's um, also, there's apparently a new roller coaster plan to be built at Thor Park, which is going to be the tallest in the UK. So tall on the big one. It should be it's been the plans have been hawked a little bit, but yeah, that that is just so everyone knows, you know, Project Exodus is happening. Okay, you really could get started on it then, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this, you've opened a can of worms, mate, honestly. Um that was obviously off the back of a question that I got asked through Instagram. Um so yeah, I think we've got that person to blame. Not, not <laughs> me. Um, with with the whole roller coaster thing, then look, I've been on them, but a lot. I, I appreciate them for what they are, but I wouldn't say like I was just like, yes, a roller coaster. Do you know what I mean? Like really hyped yeah. for one. Like on the flip side of the coin, like do you like you watch videos on new roller coasters and things like that? But do you ever watch the videos of when roller coasters go wrong or? You know. Yeah, yeah, I do. When um when the Smiler accident happened um a few years ago, I was like fully following that. Like I was just it, even though it's it's like really fucking morbid. No one no one died, but like you know it's just you, you thought, like you think what what happened, and obviously I, you know you found out what happened. But it's like how because they're they're technically very safe, but when when it goes wrong, that's all they get to talk about, and yeah. I think the more dangerous something is, like there's more safety measures in place. Yeah, definitely. So the more dangerous an activity, the safer you are, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, I get that 100%, like I do. Like, if you're going to do a bungee jump, for example, like, there's obviously so many safety measures in place for a fucking yeah. bungee jump. Yeah. So, like, I get it. Like, and roller coasters are super fucking fun, of course. Um, but I, I think because I try and downplay things that I know that I can't do anymore. So like roller coasters, I'm not allowed to do. Yep. Um. Uh. What else? I'm not allowed to skydive. Not bungee jumping. Oh no way. Uh, yeah, I know. And all these things are like genuinely things like I was like, I really want to fucking do this, and now I'm like, yeah, I've been told I'm not allowed. That sucks. It really sucks. Um, I've I've done skydiving twice, and mate, honestly, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, Robert. <laughs> sorry, 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 mate. Oh, mate. Oh, you can't do this ever. All oh, right. Well, I've done it twice. Fuck you. 
sorry. I was, I was shitting myself, though. I really was. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, but I, that's I was, the adrenaline, man. the first time. Like, I wouldn't say I was an adrenaline junkie, but I, I really... That surge of adrenaline you feel, like, even yeah. if you're going to have a fight or something, like, it genuinely... That, yeah. Like, for, I was, like, high for the rest of the day afterwards, just on, like, this mad adrenaline. Oh, that's so sick, man. Yeah, it really sucks. It, well, is, is it never then? You can never do it ever. Yeah, and it's not to do with my legs, it's to do with my eyes. So I had a detached uh, retina like nine or ten years ago, and they managed to reattach it. But they basically said because the amount of like the change in pressure, uh, okay. like it could just literally make my eye fall out of my head. I mean, but... that, sorry, I know that's very, very real, but. Can you imagine that actually happening? Like, you do a skydive or something, you get down, you just, one of your eyes is gone. Like, oh, <laughs> do, you reckon, do you reckon we go look for that, guys? Like, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's not like I can do it. I've got one fucking eye. Um, but yeah, like, imagine being, because they usually do, like, like, skydives and stuff in, like, an area where it's quite open, open yes, space yeah. to land. So I imagine, like, the farmer just comes along and be like, oh, there's an eyeball on my farm. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, found it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. But yeah, so that's why I can't do like because yeah, of the change in pressure. That really sucks, man. I mean, for a 33 year old bloke, I'm literally pretty much falling apart. <laughs> um, my my partner has chosen just a, just a really good person to spend the rest of her life with. <laughs> you know, epitome of health. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't do any of that shit, and it's it's quite annoying. Um, have you? You've done guest spots abroad, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've just, I've just done. I've actually only ever done two guest spots. Um, the first one was yeah in California. It just one of those things that just kind of just happened, and it was it happened at a time where it could happen. I was like, right, if I don't do this, I'm never going to do it. And I, I'd never, I'd never been to America. I'd never travelled alone. And I've never been on like a really long haul flight, and it's all these things. It's like, right, I just need to do this for myself, and I, I just did it. And it was great, but um, yeah. Is there anywhere you would like to guest spot abroad? Uh, I was trying to, at one point, uh, arrange to guest spot in uh, Germany and um, Degrim, but okay. but yeah, like that kind of all just. Like lockdown, COVID happened and stuff, and we'd kind of forgotten about. And yeah, so I was, I was talking to um, uh, well, there's a guy who runs a clothing brand, uh, Stay Cold Apparel, um, and he was trying to like maybe sort sort something because he, he has like like sells he has like a booth in one, the studio or something selling his clothes, and I mean, I've been able to like offer that to me or something. But yeah, that was it. Just never never got sorted out. Oh, um. What right? So now that you were out of lockdown and you you fell in love with tattooing again and you you started painting again and like what what's the plan moving forward? Like, well, what have you got in the works? Uh, just uh, right right now, I'm just arranging some some guest spots, more, more guest spots around the UK. I've got two kind of in motion at the moment, which I'm really really excited for. Um, but yeah, more to come on that when it's a bit more confirmed. And yeah, like obviously the, the goal is the, the end goal is to have my own my own studio, but it just seems a little bit like a little bit out of reach at the moment. Mm. But yeah, there's um 
I can hear that purring, by the way. Yeah, you should come right yeah. up to the phone. <laughs> Shut up. Um, there's not um, there's not like a what I would call a proper tattoo shop in Colchester. Like you know, when you walk in, it's just like a, a trad shop. Mm. Like with flash all over the walls. Like the, the classic, the classic, you know, Mean Street, basically. You know, like flash everywhere. Like just you know, just a proper tattoo shop. And you walk in, and you can pick off the wall, or you can come with your own idea. You know, just real tattoo shop. And there isn't one of them in Colchester anymore. There's there's some good ones, but they're all just like, yeah, kind of what they are. Mm. I, I want to have that real like classic. Like painted windows, like saloon door opening stuff, like real classic tattoo shop. But um, you... yeah, the the rates are so high, like the business rates, and then the rent is so much. Yeah. Have you got a name in mind? This is what I should be asking oh. people. If you had your own I... tattoo shop. Well, I'm really upset that all the best ones have been taken now. Mm. Like, really, like yeah, like how the hell, like do they come up? It's so cool, man. I, yeah. I said that. I said that um, to Craigie Tony the other day, and I was like, "I'm really, I'm really upset that you, you guys have got that name because it's the best one. No one can ever be that." <clears throat> but um, I don't know. I've been, I've been thinking about this literally for years, and I, I keep just, I, I cannot, I cannot call it true love though. I can't. Like, but that's what I keep coming back to. And it's like, because there's so many of them. I want something like more unique, but I can't think of anything. Other, like, it's just good. I don't know. I, I, I 100% get you. Like, when I had kind of Freeman on, and he'd just got the he'd just got his new shop, and he said it was Losers Lounge. Losers Lounge, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, again, such a cool name. Like, I'm jealous. And I can't believe it. He said he tried, he did, like, so much research beforehand, and he said that he couldn't find any other studio that had ever been called anything like that. And I was just like, how has nobody thought of this yet? Yeah, no, literally. Um, it's just clever. It sounds good and, yeah. Oh, I think that... Yeah, true love tattoo, I think. It's just classic. Yeah. I think I keep, and, and that's <coughs> I keep what you want from the trad shop, isn't it? Yeah. That's why I keep coming back to it. Because it's like, I want people to see it and know, like, to, like, you know, the, the general public just be like, oh, that's, that's a, you know, a tattoo shop. Yeah, but instead of like being called something, I don't know, you'll see it and you'll know what it is as soon as you see it, like mm. no matter who you are. I think that's the danger with tattoo shops now being opened and trying to look more like that they're not a tattoo shop. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because there's been plenty of times where I've not known where a tattoo shop is because of how it looks on the outside. Yeah. No, I won't mind to just be like in your face, like, just, yep, you, you know what it is, you know where we are. Yeah, 100%. Like, I've voiced many a time in this podcast that, in my opinion, that, like, a tattoo shop for me is you walk in and the fucking, every surface imaginable in the shop is covered in flash. Yeah. And, and that's, I, agree, yeah. Uh, I think that's why, because that's the only reason you're there, yeah. is, to, is to pick a design and have it put on your body, you know, that, I think that that's the, what tattoo shops should be. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so thank you very much for coming on. And You're welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure having you, genuinely. Um, have you got any thank yous or shout outs or anything like that? Anybody you want to thank? Um, yeah, just like 
shout out everyone who uh you know who i work with um and jonathan as well he's uh we've like i said we've just become such good mates recently and very supportive um but yeah just kind of shout out my clients as well like wouldn't be able to do it without them absolutely man well thank you for so much for coming on okay thank you for giving up your time and and coming on me no more than welcome man anytime um Okay, so enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, yeah, you see, mate. Soon. Thank you. All right, trap. Bye. Bye, good. Never alone on the seven seas. Never alone, it's just you and